Good morning. I hope we had a great Easter and are feeling satisfied and had a nice chocolate toast. Um, and you gave yourself permission to have the food you want and how much you like, not what you think you have to have or when I'm not going to have any and feel rubbish for it anyway. And I talk about this a lot, like zero to 100. Like you can be 0% on it and you'll feel rubbish. You'll be malnourished. You won't feel that satisfied. You'll be tired, lacking energy. And you can be 100% on it. But then you wouldn't be happy anyway because you'd be, you know, eating your chicken and rice with nothing else ever. Morning, Bronya. How are we? Give me a hello if you're coming in. So, just wanted to talk this morning about metabolism. And it comes up a lot. Like, does your metabolism slow with age? And you would think the answer would be a resounding yes, I guess, wouldn't you? But the research is very actually quite clear that it, that it actually doesn't slow with age. And this is even for around hormonal changes, menopause. No doubt things get harder, signalling changes, insulin sensitivity, hunger hormones. These can, get, these can change and make things a lot harder, especially for women. However, the metab metabolic rate actually doesn't change too much unless we change. For example, if you notice that you are a bit hungrier than normal, you have more cravings than normal, and you feed those cravings more than normal, we are eating more, which means we've changed our activity as we age. That means we're eating more. That means essentially we put on weight, but we don't feel like we are eating more or doing anything differently. Likewise, if we are moving a bit less as we age, the more responsibility we have in life, generally, the less we exercise. And, you know, I can even vouch for that because, you know, since having kids, having that dedicated time to exercise has been a lot less than before. Um, and then, you know, when I work with a lot of people and they say, you know, they go through a different stage of their life, kids get a bit older, but then it's like the parents you're then caring for. There's always going to be something. And my point here is, is what they actually show is your metabolic, it's not your met metabolism that slows down necessarily. It's that we move less and that we generally tend to eat more due to potentially, there's lots of factors here, changes in our hunger levels, maybe hormonal related. It could be the lesser, lower activity levels actually increasing hunger. So maybe we're just listening to our body, but we're actually ending up eating more than we were. And I don't know if you can vouch for this, but when you exercise, you tend to feel better. I know I can. You know, even if you wanted to exercise, but you couldn't. So it's not necessarily the motivation there, it's just the time. You may actually end up eating to get that dopamine hit, or you may be hungrier than you were before. You throw on top of that the less of activity means lower muscle mass. Lower muscle mass is related to, you guessed it, increased hunger. Then we're hungrier than normal, and then we're eating more again. You then relate that back. We're now lower muscle mass. We've then got a lower metabolism now. So because we're moving less, we've now got a slightly lower metabolism. You know, these are all marginal gains in each direction. So we're now hungrier, and we burn less calories at rest. Already, can you see how this is starting to trend a certain way? You then throw in, you know, 
we work with ladies 40 plus. So a big talk of what we do is perimenopause, menopause. And it's interesting when we, we've had speakers in as well and we discuss it a lot. And if you think about the symptoms that are associated with it as well, we know that things like hot flushes can impact sleep. Then if we sleep poorly, we guess what? We get hungrier the next day. We perceive foods as more rewarding than they actually are. So my point in this, in all of this though, is that just having that thought that it's the metabolism slowing can actually hold us back in itself. And yeah, that could be one reason why. It could be contributing somewhat, but there are normally factors, there's normally factors that have gone into that to result in that. And we know that from research that that even people in their 90s can put on muscle when given the right environment. And I'm going to show you that show you how to do this now. Little tip to, to help you this now. Number one, make sure you're getting enough protein in. And, and I know I say this all the time. Good morning, Natalie. I know I say this all the time, but getting more protein in will help promote that muscle mass, especially if you're doing the exercise as well. Number two, with regards to the protein, it's also absorbed, digested differently to other nutrients. So you may, and research suggests this, if you overeat on protein, you may not actually put on as much fat as if you overeat on something else, potentially. Whether that's because it's hard to overeat on protein or whether that's because you actually absorb fewer calories from protein as well, just more because of the digestion process. So you're actually burning less, burning quite a lot more calories. You heard of the meat sweats before. Um, Maybe they're actually true. So when you consider that, you know, this is marginal gains I'm talking about now. You're more full up as well by eating more protein. Good morning, Sue. So all these are, are, are actually working in our favor now. Then you throw on top of that, you know, maybe just stepping up the exercise a little bit in terms of some resistance exercise as well. Like I said about muscle, the people who had more lean mass tended to not only have higher metabolic rates, but they also helped their hunger levels. So if you lower your hunger level, you're going to have a better time just listening to your body, right? Because it's a really difficult one, especially around Easter. You know, I talk to a lot of people about their relationship with food. People are saying, I want to no, not have any chocolate. I'm going to ban chocolate. No, I'm going to eat as much as I want, then I'm starving and I want more. And this is a really interesting topic because sometimes you've got to take step, 10 steps back to take three forward, if that's the saying. Because if we can get better relationship with our food in this instance, for example, if I want to give myself permission to eat the foods I like, I may actually crave it less. However, in the short term, you need to get over that if that is an issue, because what might be causing the issue is we're just repeating the same thing. We start a diet, we restrict, and then we overeat. Rather than, okay, how can I make this a part of the plan and actually give myself 100% permission to eat it if I want? Because all of a sudden, that can actually make us crave it less. Because it's okay. Because your body doesn't discriminate against calories. So if you overeat it all the time, if you keep overeating all the time, when, you, when we go into that binge cycle, then we beat ourselves up, last supper effect, start again Monday... The issue with that is we're actually overeating on calories. We think we're all or nothing, but really we're just close to nothing because we're not on it for long enough. And the result of this is that we're actually eating more calories. Result of that is actually, it's not, not really our metabolism system. We're struggling to be consistent with it. That's why sometimes we actually need to take a step back. And what I mean by that is rather than go all in on maybe like a really low calorie diet, actually go a little bit higher. And it might be quite uncomfortable because you haven't lost weight at that 
those numbers before or you haven't eaten that much and lost weight before but it might be for a time for a period of time where you just go actually I'm just going to nourish my body and look what I can add in now I'm going to look at what I can add in with hydration with protein with vegetables with fiber because if you get that right you'll feel a lot more satisfied generally you'll hit your cravings a lot more generally you'll be able to include those foods within it it'll be a part of it of course there are it's not you know just eat everything there's a difference between saying giving yourself permission to eat what you want and giving yourself permission to eat everything there is a difference there and i don't want that to be misinterpreted but it can be done and like i said this is 10 steps back for three steps forward and sometimes we've got to do this otherwise we are just spinning wheels and going back to metabolism here there's two things i'd suggest more protein muscle resistance exercise that's going to help hit hunger signaling insulin resistance you might feel better it might it's also nicer on your joints if that's an issue because i know that's an issue for a lot of people you know it's all well and good me saying get some high intensity done flip some tires lift this up you know go crazy but we actually want to turn up again tomorrow because if we're injured tomorrow we've basically done the same thing with that binge eating binge restrict cycle gone all out and that's why i say to people actually just start off with two sessions this week oh i want to just 19 because i'm looking at their lifestyle thinking actually you know let's take a step back on here anyway it's bank holiday monday we have pilates box and buns or buns if i can get i'll get a bun going can i that box and buns to start the day and then we have back to basics we have stretch we have resistance band cardio bar yoga back to it Anyway, and we are also outside this week as well before um, opening up inside again next week. So exciting times because it's Monday. Yeah, Monday. Anyway, make it a great day and I will see you soon. Take care.